Our service doesn't end after we leave the military. The mission changes, but we still find the need to be of service. What's yours? Listen in as we talk to our guests about their military careers and life after the uniform in their second service. This podcast is sponsored by Fortis et Fidelis, a brand dedicated to honoring the brave and faithful. Make sure to check out fortis-fidelis.com and support the podcast by subscribing to the show and leaving us a five-star review on all the podcast platforms. Now, let's get to the show. All right. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're watching. Uh, This is Brave and Faithful Podcast. Um, Today, we'll be doing something different. Um, I'm going to be your guest host, and I'll uh, I'll be interviewing uh, Mr. Raiden Dionisio over here, who usually is the one that does this stuff. But today, we're going to flip the script a little bit. A little bit about me. I'm Louie, Louie Maneja. Uh, I used to be a corpsman. I actually served with Mr. Uh, Dionisio right there. Um, We used to serve in 1-7 together. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm working at Paris Island as a GS employee. Um, yeah, uh, and right now, I'll, I'll be your host for today. And um, so, um, what's welcome, going on, Mr. bro? <laughs> what's going on? What's up, bro? What up, man? Hey, uh, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, you know, yeah. this for those listening in, this will be the 100th episode of the podcast. Yes. And, uh, you know, definitely want to do something different. Um, you know, bring in uh, a friend of mine who I've known for, you know, what, since our first duty station back in 2004? Yeah, 04. 04? Yeah. So I've known, this, 04. I've known this dude for like 18 years. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring him, bring him back, uh, be the special guest or special host yeah. for, for this, <laughs> for this uh, special uh, yeah. occasion. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, no problem. So um, I guess we'll get into it. So uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, you know, just in case uh, people don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like Louie mentioned, um, so Porter Seth Fidelis, uh, owner, founder, um, making memorial coins for families of the fallen. And then also the, the host of this podcast, Brave and Faithful Podcast. I've uh, been doing it for about two years, over, over, over two years or so. Um, yeah, still active duty, still serving in the Navy as a Navy chief stationed out here in the East Coast. Um, yeah, almost almost there, 18, 18 years, 18 plus years serving. So almost almost at the end there. Oh, lifer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who who would have thunk, right? <laughs> who didn't know, man? Like back in the day, I wouldn't have pegged you to like stay in that long, but here you are, man. You're so close. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I mean, back in the day, you know, we were doing deployments one after the other, right? And yeah. we didn't really, I mean, at least for me, I didn't really think about, you know, going past my first enlistment, honestly. But uh, yeah, 18 plus years later and 
here we are. Cool. So um, what duty station did you say you were now? You say you're in the East Coast. Yeah. So uh, right now with uh, 2nd Marine Division out here in Camp Lejeune or Camp Lejeune, North Lejeune. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> 2nd Mardiv. Yep. Yep. Um, going, going back full cycle, you know? Yeah. Back as a, you, as a chief now. How you liking it? How you liking it this stage? stage yeah, yeah. In your career, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely different, you know, just like different perspective. Um, you know, back as an HN, you didn't, I mean, we all, there's different responsibilities, right? Uh, now as a chief being, you know, at the regiment, division, regiment, battalion level, it's, it's uh, obviously, the, you know, there's leadership there uh, where, you know, you're, you're, t you're taking care of not just um, yourself, but also uh, hundreds of sailors that are under you and um, taking care of them, however, however that may be, right? Just uh, anywhere, <laughs> any, yeah. you know, that can mean, by, that can mean anything in, in many different ways, but yeah. Yeah. So um, as a leader now, um, I know like when we served, it was like during the GWAT era. So, um, and a lot of times, you know, back then it's like as an HN or E3 and below, E4 and below, you can't really, you're kind of like disconnected from what the higher ups are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but now you're in that position, you know? So, um, what, what have you implemented, I guess? from your experiences as an HN to now, what, what are you doing differently that you witnessed you know, back then? And then what are you doing now to correct it or something you kept maybe yeah, that's, to that's, uh, lead, lead your sailors? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, um, you, know, you mentioned back in our era, the GWAT era. Well, I mean, like at least through my experience, right? And I don't know if that could be the same for you, but you know, we didn't really get much, um, much passed down or communication uh, brought down to our level, right, the lower level. So, um, and then also, not to say that I had, a, you know, just bad leadership, but I mean, I did have some good leaders. But you also learn from from the bad ones as well, right? Um, things yes. that you sh things that you you know you shouldn't do or shouldn't uh, implement, and and that was one of the things I carried with me, you know, like. Um, if, if I ever made it to, you know, the senior enlisted or become a chief or whatnot, you know, like I know not to do that. So one of the things I want, I always try to do is just try to keep my sailors informed as much as I can with, with the information that I, that I have that at that time. And then, you know, just making sure they're in the loop. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, I'm sure you, you know, is communication, um, is always an issue and, um, Sometimes when you pass word down to your, you know, your, your, um, your first class or second class, um, that word doesn't really, it's not the same word that gets passed down to yeah. the lower enlisted, right? So, um, yeah, just having that FaceTime with them, even if it's just, um, it's informal, you know, just talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, um, seeing how they're doing, not 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 just you know professionally but also uh person on a personal level because you know you, you also want to know what motivates these these sellers like what's their why like you know um 
family issues, um, you know, whatever that may be outside of work, uh, those are things that you have to be, uh, you have to be an engaged leader, uh, intrusive leadership is what, what they call it, uh, just to make sure that you're well informed on, on each of your sailor. Say that again, true what leadership? Intrusive leadership. Intrusive so, leadership. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know, just ask, continually just ask some questions and see how they're doing outside of work. Um, yeah. It's funny you bring that up because like, so along with the lines of the, the communication thing, I, I, did, I do remember like back in the day, like, you know, how they say like uh, perception is reality or whatever. I used yeah. to hate that. Yeah. I really used to hate that because then if you look like you're going to sleep, if you're hey, you have your head down like this, they just start yelling at you. And but you could be doing work, you could be writing things. But instead of like communicating and trying to find out what you're doing, you know, they just go straight to yelling back in the day. So yeah, yeah. 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 That's one of the things, you know, why I try to be careful of, right? Is like, you know, if a sailor does get in trouble or if they're having a hard time at work, uh, you know, there's, you know. At the end of the day, as a leader, you have to find out what's going on, right? Like, um, gone, gone are the days, or at least I hope so, is where you can just like yell at somebody and just, you know, like knife yeah. hand everybody left and right, you know, without knowing all the facts. Uh, I think that's, and I've seen that, you know, uh, amongst the fellow chiefs and other leaders, you know, we're, we're I think we're doing a little better now. Um, in, 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 you know, asking those, those questions as far as like, what's causing them, right, to have these uh, issues or difficulties with, with work. Yeah, that's definitely a step forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so now that you're close to retiring, um, do you have any plans? Like, what's your you know, like when you get out, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, you know, glad you asked that question. Cause honestly, you know, when I was up for chief, the chief, the first time, um, what was that? Like 2016, um, you know, I didn't make it that first time. And for some reason for me, right. Like I started thinking about like life after service, like what do I plan on doing? right yeah and so you know that that search or that um question kind of just led to what i'm doing now uh on top of you know serving in the military which is you know with with four to set fidelis um the podcast brave and faithful podcast um you know inst instead of because i've i've noticed you know with you know friends that have separated or um, other, um, you know, service members who separate, they start thinking about that when it's too, not necessarily, necessarily when it's too late, but uh, I guess they didn't, they didn't have that foresight or didn't really think about that until they got out, right? I wanted yeah. to do, I wanted to do something um, to start something while I was in that way, by the time I do get out, you know, I have these, um, these connections i have these uh network or of people that you know i've i've connected with over the years and so yeah that, that's what kind of led me to to you know starting for Fidelis and then and then the podcast um 
definitely, you know, I want to continue with uh, interviewing, you know, service members, uh, veterans, military spouses. I want to continue doing this. But then also, you know, building my business, you know, coaching and consulting and, and you know, wherever that may lead to um, amongst other things. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So may, maybe it gets a, a little personal here, but um, so you have you do have a family, right? Wife. Yeah. Kid. Two kids. Uh, two, two kids. Right. Yeah. yeah and, uh, so how have they been kind of taking your um service you know i mean you i'm sure you're like away a lot of times wife stays home yeah you know she gotta watch the kids and i think i think uh you said you brought your parents along too now uh how is that going um balancing your work life with your family life as a service member all these years yeah that's a good, good question um you know, honestly, at my 15 year mark, after I picked up, uh, after I picked up uh, Chief, I honestly thought about just getting out. This was after, you know, our firstborn, um, after we had our firstborn. And, and the reason for that was, um, you know, yeah, 15 years, you have five more years to go, depending on how you look at it, right? That could be yeah. five quick years or five long years. But for me, right? I saw my peers and, you know, they, they, when they had families during these deployments, it kind of, not all of them, but, you know, some of them, it kind of tore them apart with the deployments and um, just the, the cycle that we were going through during that time. And, um, you know, I didn't want that for my family. I wanted to make sure I had, had the time to spend more time with them. And I did actually think about getting out at that time. And my wife was the one that convinced me to, to stay in. Um, mm. But yeah, I think for me, you know, um, it's all about just, just time management, you know, but still serving and doing the podcast and business. And then obviously having uh, a family with a three-year-old and now a 10-month-old, it's it's a lot of, there's really, a lot of people would think there's like, uh, you know, work-life balance and whatnot. I mean, for me, it's like, whatever I'm doing at that moment, I know that time's not being spent with, or yeah, that time's not being spent with, with my family, whether I'm at work or if I'm doing this. But it to me, it just comes down to managing your time and just making sure that, you know, um, Yes, I'm doing other things, but also making that time for, for them to make sure that, you know, hey, daddy's here, daddy's, um, you know, still cares and obviously wants to spend more time with them as much as I can. Want to support an active duty owned brand? Head over to fortis-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com and help us in honoring the brave and faithful service of our nation's defenders. All proceeds will help us create and provide memorial coins to the families of our fallen service members. Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com and help Fortis at Fidelis in honoring the brave and faithful. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of juggling involved. 
yeah. uh, with uh, your family and the military in general. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's you know it's it's really good to have like a partner too. You know, your partner just kind of like takes up a lot of the slack when you're gone and working pretty much as a as a team. You know, so that's really important. How's so uh? I want to ask you like how's how's um you know you were you're a veteran but now you're also you're also a dependent right like with your uh, yeah with your wife yeah, I, still serving how's yeah that? my wife yeah uh it's i don't know it's like it's been this way for a while so it's i don't even think about it anymore you know it, it's we've been together we've been married like uh 11 going on 12 years now mm. and uh initially really the um we were supposed to get out like pretty much together but when we found out she was pregnant she decided to stay in so from then on we knew that since she's the one that's staying in i knew i was like well you're the main effort so it has to be that way yeah so um when she has work when she has field ops when she has deployments you know there's no way around it. I have to take care of the kids and it, it's pretty, it's, it's still rewarding. You know, it's my kids, you know, it's my sons. I, we have two now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun because it really, it's not that hard of a job. <laughs> I would say, yeah. I just, I just fuck around with my kids all day, you know, we to, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like if I'm not working or something, like we'll go ride bikes, we'll go freaking play sports. We'll go to the fucking beach, you know? So I don't know. I think it's kind of fun, you know, in, in a lot of sense. And then, you know, and it takes a lot of weight off my wife's shoulders knowing that, Hey, she could leave the kids with me and not have to worry and not have to worry about me killing them or like, yeah. you know, you know, like just, you know, I keep them alive, you know, yeah, yeah. water. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're engaged and yeah, I can't wait to do that. You know, after, after yeah it's it's retirement great. you know to spend especially that much as time they get home. they get older you know start yeah. getting into sports and um i know your girl dad uh uh girls you know you're gonna have to do some gymnastics with them or something so i can't i can't wait to see the videos of you in a, <laughs> in, in a leotard or something <laughs> i'm gonna get them uh, i'm gonna get them into uh, mma i'm just jujitsu uh, or there something you <laughs> there you go that's cool too girls girls you know girls are uh, my son was doing jujitsu. I'm gonna, I still do it too. But the girls are definitely, they have the most beautiful technique usually yeah. in jujitsu class. You know, girls, <laughs> girls, the boys they want to just kill each other usually, but girls they they take their time and it's like they flow a lot better than the guys. I would <laughs> I would say. Okay. So okay. yeah, so girls are definitely it's it's a really good martial art for. For girls and women um so like we said uh you've stayed uh, you've been around 18 years you know yeah um you have these plans to get out and you have these plans to do things when you do get out um what would you say uh your time in service like what experiences did you do you think would help you you know, once you get out, like uh, all that time you spent in the military, you know, yeah. how, how do you think your skills 
would be an asset to you once you do get out like which elements of that yeah i mean like i mean for for anyone serving i think there's plenty of advantages um uh, skill sets that you you've acquired in the military that will lead to advantages once once you get out and in, into the civilian uh, workforce right whether you want to work for a company or you know have a business be an entrepreneur whatever that may be um, i think for me uh, the most important thing is the leadership experience that i've had um, and it's in many different leadership in many different uh, environments right leadership during deployments, um, you know, in, in clinic and hospitals, uh, leadership uh, on a ship, like all that stuff, all the experience that I've, you know, the experience that I've, I've, I've had has made me who I am today. And I've, you know, made me more confident in, in, in knowing who I am and, and, and what I'm doing and what I can offer, uh, you know, to a company or uh, to a business, you know, whatever that may be. I think it's just the confidence that I've, I've gained and the leadership ex experience that I've, um, that I've had in the military that will be beneficial uh, once, I, once I retire. Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of the things that comes with getting out as a civilian to like, I don't know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna seem to be cocky or anything but as you know like you know in case in, uh, everybody doesn't know we went to like two combat deployments yeah and um a lot of the stuff that we saw in deployment kind of numbed me to a lot of non-emergency things yeah <laughs> as a civilian you know what i mean like if normally if things are going down and there's an emergency at work uh I feel like it's not an emergency. It's just, you're just going on about it. You know, it, people, I don't know if it it's an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a coping thing or, <laughs> or I don't know. And it's like, you know, and my wife will always tell me, I was like, why, how are you so chill about, you know, when things go wrong? Like, like I don't know. Just, I have 10 fingers and 10 toes. I'm still here. I'm happy. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I, I agree with that, like, perspective, you know, like, what's an emergency, what's not, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think also, I was talking to another veteran um, on another podcast episode, and they said, said something similar, right, like, the things that you experience while you serve, especially during, you know, combat deployments, you know, you, you get that high, and then you, you get out, and you're not serving anymore and it's it, there's no you, nothing that you will ever experience will ever compare to that yeah you know so yeah definitely it's, yeah it's kind of weird yeah it's also it's i think it might be a gift and a curse because a lot of times it's like man you know like it'll get you through a lot of hard hardships because it's not as bad as combat but at the same time, it you seem apathetic. Yeah, a lot of things, and I, I don't know. But also, that's um, that's like the issue, right? Like nowadays, is like when people get out, and obviously, that's big issue right now is suicide rate amongst veterans, right? It's 
that's a contributing yeah. factor as, as far as like, you know, once they get out, you know, some, some find or some might, might not find that next mission or might not have that purpose anymore as to what they had uh, in the military. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is kind of like that empty, empty void when you first get out, you know? Yeah. And you do miss it. And unless you fill it with something positive and you kind of keep digging in that hole and yeah. obviously a lot of, a lot of it is uh, compounded by alcoholism and drugs and stuff like that. And now that you're out, no, you're not pissing in a cup anymore. You know, it's like, you're kind of free to do whatever. Yeah. So it, it, it definitely does compound all that. And especially the service members who get out, they don't have the same kind of support uh, as, you know, as some members who kind of like have a supportive family or readily available friends and all that stuff. That also is another contributing factor to that. So it's, it's definitely hard when you first get out, you know, so. Um, so what would you say is one of the worst moments or worst experience you had while serving? I mean, it's 18 years. It's a long time. It's yeah. probably a whole like laundry list, but you know, what's like maybe a couple top two, top three things. Uh, I mean, definitely worse experiences, you know, during our, our second deployment, um, you know, I know, you know, losing guys, losing Marines, losing a sailor, a fellow corpsman, right? Like me personally, losing losing one of my Marines uh, while we were out um, on patrol, that was probably like, uh, you know, that was probably like the worst experience, uh, worst day that I've had uh, in the military. That was out, out at the BP, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that day. Um, uh, what do you think is, uh, the most rewarding, uh, part of your service? Mm. I think for me right now, the most rewarding is just being as a, as a leader in, 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 in the Navy is just for me passing on the, the knowledge and the experience that I've gained over this 18 plus years right and then just passing that along to the the next generation the future of the navy um you know we've as the navy has come a long way as far as like uh, these leadership development courses and uh, <clears throat> and one of the things that we have now is uh the navy leadership development course uh that just started a couple years ago um a lot of things that we talk about is is, is new things and it's new ways it's, it's more of facilitating rather than instructing and uh, just passing on that knowledge and experience to them and then also just hearing the the younger generations viewpoints and um, you know just their thoughts and ideas it's just I think that's rewarding right like knowing that um, I think the Navy will be Yes, it's a different generation because, you know, there's always like the generation that comes before us that's always talking about like how weak or how soft we are. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's that's like the 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 saying, right? Like people are all getting weak and soft, whatever, right? Um, 
but I think sailors now uh, they're more intelligent than ever because you know with technology and everything readily available uh, you know they know more than what we knew back then so yeah they do they're definitely better equipped better better trained yeah um yeah and i was telling this one with one of the uh, talking to one of the corpsmen i was working with too i was like yeah definitely like he he was saying something about how like oh yeah they don't really know anything you know like kind of unsure of himself and i was like well back in the day we were also very <laughs> unsure about ourselves yeah. but at least now you have like a lot of the basic stuff covered, you know, like everybody knows a teacher will see it was. And then I told them, I was like, we didn't even have cat tourniquets. Like we went through field med and it was like a cravat. Yeah. We had a we had cravat. A, a wooden stick a, or a wooden stick. A Gatorade and, uh, ring. A Gatorade ring, right? Yeah. It was like, and he was like, what? It's like, you didn't have the cat tourniquet? It's like, yeah. And it's like, you had to carry those around. I'm like, yeah, we had to carry those around. We had to make them and carry those around <laughs> i don't like, think i don't think we got that until like the second deployment it was issued yeah it was only like until the second deployment even then it, it was like at the end of the second deployment i feel like yeah you know i, I still had the cravats like yeah. well into it so i was like you know it was like you guys are definitely well equipped and you know and even as quad zeros you know because uh they they know about TCCC now, like they know how to triage under combat, you know, scenarios as quad zeros. That yeah, would have been never, that was never a thing back in early 2000, you know, so. Yeah, quad zeros, field med tech, field medical technicians and TCCC tactical combat casualty care for, for those yeah. that don't know. Yes, for, for the, <laughs> those listening. Um, so um, do you have any uh, advice you want to, my curtain just fell. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, we just moved in. So like a lot of things are not set up, right? So um, uh, you have any advice for the audience? Give any like, uh, you know, tidbits to like keep them going out there, or, you know, help them with their careers or their endeavors or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for 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 those that are still in or still serving, right? Like, no matter what branch you're serving in, like, take as much as you can from it. Like, learn as much as you can from the experience that you have. You know, like, you know, we you hear a lot of things where, like, you know, people might they might you know have that that uh, mindset of like, you know, they want to get out or you can't wait to get out, you know, while you're in, like, take as much as you can from, from the time that you're, you're serving in the military, right? Like there's so many programs, there's, there's so many um, uh, things that the military can, that can offer you that are very beneficial for, beneficial for your future, you know, with, with TA, um, tuitions assistance, uh, the, the Navy cool or Marine cool, uh, you know, credentialing, online learning, uh, certifications that you guys can get, like, you know, do what you can now while you're still serving to help you, you know, help you be more competitive for, you know, your future outside of the military. 
Cool. Um, so, um, what do you, uh, what's the one thing that you want viewers to take away from this podcast right now, from this episode? Um, I asked that question is like, if I was to answer that, what's, what would I say? <laughs> yeah, I know. You say it all uh, the time. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Now um, you're in the hot seat. Mister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for me, man, like when I first started the podcast or when I first started like Fortiset Fidelis, like I didn't know any, anything <laughs> like I didn't know the stuff that I know now, but like I did, I did research. I, Google was my friend at that time, Google, YouTube, right? Like nowadays with technology, you know, I know it's cliche or as corny as it sounds, but you know, you can, you can, you can look up anything. You can, you can do it. Like you can do anything that you put your mind to if, if that's what you want to do. Right. I think it's, I think with, with anything, anything, it's, it's all mindset, right? You know, if you if you want to start a podcast, if you want to, you know, be a, a personal trainer, whatever, whatever goal that you have, like, there's so many tools, there's so many resources out there, especially with for for the veterans that are listening. There's so many nonprofits and organizations that are willing, willing to help you out. And you can just go through the um, some of the shows, the, the episodes, um, all these leaders and and founders of these nonprofits and these organizations that are willing to help you, you know, reach out to them, you know, like there's social media, there's email, there's so many ways that you can reach out to them and just find out, you know, um, how they can help you. And yeah, I think that's it. Just reach out, ask, ask for help. Definitely good advice. So real quick, before we go, some quick, fast five questions. I'm oh, sure you know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What's a hobby you enjoy? Um, man, hobby other than podcasting, probably just, I'll, I do a lot of reading now. I, I do a lot of, uh, yeah. Try to read at least 10 pages a day. So that's other than podcasting and spending time with my family reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's boring, <laughs> boring. Yeah. Life. Well, boring's good sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you could choose one person to hang out with, dead or alive, who? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, off the top of my head, probably good old Abraham Lincoln. Honest Abe. Honest Abe. Just, yeah. Just what is it? What, it? what is it about? Abe. Yeah, I mean, like, um, you know, before he got into politics, um, you know, he wasn't like he didn't come from like an affluent family, right? He kind of worked his way up to, you know, to be a, a lawyer and to be um, have that political career and, and eventually become a our president, right? And um, obviously, you know, with what he had to deal with with during the Civil War during his term, um, just going through all that and then you know abolishing slavery and and uh you know the civil war it's just like i just want i don't know how that conversation would be but like um i just want to know like how he was able to do that and like and what made him 
the mindset that he had and uh, that allowed him to persevere through that through that time yeah he did he did seem like he had a lot of drive yeah you know yeah uh so you said you're a reader recommended yeah. book for the audience yeah yeah i got i got some here i got um oh there you go he's ready yeah i'm ready uh so first one i got two it's called uh, for those if you're watching it's called man up it's by uh, Bedros Kulian. He's the uh, founder and owner of the French fitness franchise uh, Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, so, like me, he was an immigrant. He he uh, immigrated here while uh, early in his uh, in, in his childhood, and kind of just became self-made entrepreneur and multimillionaire. And now he's kind of like helping others uh, with their with their coaching, consulting, and you know, helping them rise to his level. And then another one that I just started reading last year was, uh, it's called Atomic Habits. It's by uh, James Clear. Um, yeah, this book, man, I think this book will, will change your life as far as like um, what you can achieve and what you can do and then building those habits to, to create a better, better life and future for you and your family. Okay, so number four, favorite quote. Yeah, favorite quote. Um, I don't know who I was reading somewhere. I think it was Socrates or Plato, but um, and it's not it's it's not verbatim, but for me, it's like if there's one thing I I know is that I don't know nothing. Um, oh, the one. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what that one. Yeah, it's, it's some, like, something uh, like that, but for me, like said that um during my first interview like there's one thing i know is that i know nothing like just yeah. being just being humble enough to you know to like i said ask for help or look up you know look up the answers or questions that you have um and then just going being in the mindset of like you're not going to know everything you're not going to know all the all the answers but it's just having having being humble enough and also um uh, looking for the people or the the resources whatever that may be to to answer the questions that you have or or you know whatever assistance that you can provide for your sailors okay and last question where do you see yourself in five to ten years Five to ten years, man. Uh, so five years, I'll be retired. <laughs> yeah, five years, I'll be retired. Way, way less than that. I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be in Jacksonville, Florida, um, down there, uh, doing my coaching, consulting business, continuing with the podcast, either uh, having somebody else as uh, a co-host or have somebody else host the podcast. Um, Brave and faithful, like number one on spotify and yeah. number two is joe joe rogan continue to right? have yeah continue yeah. to have those accolades that i've right. um, you're beating joe rogan on spotify <laughs> 10 that's, years that's more than 10 years for me <laughs> um but yeah just you know be down there in jacksonville florida with, with my family uh spending as much time as i can with them and hopefully in 10 years um you know creating that generational wealth uh um for my family and my my kids continue to invest in real estate hopefully that will get me there 
And uh, yeah, hopefully setting up like uh, either an, some sort of foundation or nonprofit to, um, to help, um, help those in need. All right, good to go. Well, that'll conclude the podcast for today. Uh, I'm Louie. What's up, guys? Raiden. Raiden. (laughs) Make sure you guys, yeah, make sure. The one and only. (laughs) Make sure you guys check out the uh, the podcast. Continue to follow us, support us. uh, Fortis F. Adelis. Find us on social, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, yeah, appreciate all your support. Deuces. All right, y'all. Take care. Hey everyone, Raiden here. I just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And make sure you guys go check out our website, fortist-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortist-fidelis.com. And learn how you can help us support in providing these memorial coins to the families of the fallen. And make sure you guys go follow our social media on Facebook, FRTS, FDLS. Again, that's FRTS, FDLS. And on Instagram and Twitter at FRTS underscore FDLS. Again, that's FRTS underscore FDLS. And make sure you guys go subscribe, review, and leave a comment on our podcast on all the podcast platforms. Till then, take care.